the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, September the 8th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on September 8th, 1565, a Spanish expedition established the first permanent European settlement in North America. No, not a Jamestown. That came much later. It was at present-day St. Augustine, Florida. Today in 1504, Michelangelo's towering marble statue of David was unveiled in a public display in Florence, Italy. Today in 1664, the Dutch surrendered New Amsterdam to the British. That's important because the British renamed New Amsterdam. They called it what we know, New York. Today in 1761, Britain's King George III married Princess Charlotte of Mecklenburg. It was love at first sight. They had only met two hours before. Yeah, two hours before. Today in 1892, an early version of the Pledge of Allegiance was written by Francis Bellamy. He appeared. It appeared in the Youth's Companion. It was a magazine published in those days. It went like this. I pledge allegiance to my flag and the republic for which it stands, one nation indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Today, in 1939, President Franklin D. Roosevelt, he declared a, quote, limited national emergency in response to the outbreak of war in Europe. Little did he know on this day in 1939 what was to come. It would be more than a limited national emergency, and uh, we would be fully engaged in that war as World War II. Today, in 1943, during World War II, General Dwight D. Eisenhower, he announced Italy's surrender. Nazi Germany, on the same day, they denounced Italy's decision as a cowardly act. Today, in 1974, President Gerald Ford granted a full, free, and absolute pardon to former President Richard Nixon covering his entire term in office. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 119, verse 65, Thou hast dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according to thy word. He was expressing himself to God and saying, Lord, you have been so good. You have been faithful. God is faithful. That's why Paul, years, years, years later, he would write to the church in Thessalonica, to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24. He said, Faithful is he that called you, who also will do it. We live in perilous, tumultuous times. Everything is screwed up today, it seems like, in our world. Things that have always been have been stood on their head. They're not what they appeared to be or they're said to not be as they appeared to be. There's deception on every side in our culture today. I have lived a while. I'm over 40 now. 
and I have seen a lot in my life. I have never seen anything like this in my life. The deception. It's just rampant. It's always been, but it's so out there. It's so, um, there's no restraint. Almost anyone that's outside of a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ, we call them biblical Christians. (laughs) That's what we are, and boy, I hope you are. If you're not, consider making today your day and just simply believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is indeed who he said he was, the Son of God, that he rose from the dead. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Come into your life and your heart and live. You will be born again, and a transformation will take part take place in your heart for now and for eternity. So if you're not truly a biblical Christian, maybe you've gone to church forever, and I I mean, I just feel like I need to say this. It wasn't what I planned to say next, but maybe you're listening, you need to hear this. Maybe you've gone to church your whole life, and you're faithful, and you're involved, and you, you pay your tithes or whatever to the church and all of that. But that's not what I'm talking about. There are people sitting in church pews today who have never had that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Be sure that you have. And if you're in a church that doesn't teach that or teaches against it, as some do now, remove yourself. Don't be a part of that. But be sure that you accept Jesus Christ because the good works and the faithfulness and the giving and all of the things that we do at church and As a pastor, I have encouraged people to do all of the above because we need Christians to be involved in the work of the Lord. But more importantly, God needs you to become involved with him in a personal relationship. Your sins are forgiven. God gives you eternal life when you accept his son, Jesus Christ, as your personal Savior. And with that comes the faithfulness of God. God will never forsake you. Great is his faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness. Nancy Pelosi, her archbishop, wrote a commentary or an op-ed. The Washington Post this morning, it was published this morning, He's her archbishop. He's defending a pro-life law that went into effect in Texas. He's doubling down on his previous assertions that Catholics in good standing cannot support abortion. Deception. They claim to be, Nancy Pelosi is an outstanding example, so is President Biden. They claim to be devout Catholics, very religious, the most religious ever, whatever. But the archbishop of their Catholic, Roman Catholic Church, the Archdiocese of San Francisco, this archbishop, Salvador Cordelion, he wrote this op-ed piece for the Washington Post. He's illustrating in it how our duty to challenge Catholic politicians who support abortion rights, he said, we must address this. He oversees the territory that includes the area Pelosi represents in Congress. He called her out as one of several Catholic politicians who support a practice that directly contradicts the church's teaching. He said, I'm quoting him. I find it especially disturbing that so many of the politicians are on the wrong side of the preeminent human rights issue of our time. 
are self-professed Catholics. Well, he's right. They are. He said, you cannot be a good Catholic and support expanding a government-approved right to kill innocent human beings. Cordelione praised Texas uh, Senate Bill 8. We've talked about that a number of times on this program recently because it's, it's game-changing for sure. Other states are following Texas. Went into effect. Their law, the Texas law, September 1, the law bans abortions after a baby's heartbeat can be detected, usually around six weeks gestation, six to ten, but usually around six. It allows private citizens to sue individuals who perform abortions as well as those who facilitate illegal abortions. Yes, the left is going crazy. Among the left are many so-called devout Catholics. And that's what this archbishop is addressing publicly in front of the world. He's calling them out, including Nancy Pelosi. He's thanking Texas in this op-ed. He's thanking Texas for, quote, investing $100 million to help mothers by funding crisis pregnancy centers, adoption agencies, and maternity homes, and providing free services including counseling, parenting help, diapers, formula, job training to mothers who want to keep their babies. The Archbishop began his piece by noting that, I'm quoting, prominent politicians lost no time in reaching uh, hyperbolically to the Supreme Court's decision refusing to enjoin Texas' new law banning abortions after the uh, detection of a fetal heartbeat. He specifically mentioned the responses from President Joe Biden and Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, both of whom portray themselves as practicing, faithful, devout Catholics. He said, no, you're not. You're not faithful, devout, practicing Catholics. He wrote in his op-ed, he said, President Biden announced a whole-of-government effort, and he did. Those are Biden's words, and this archbishop is quoting him. He said, Biden announced a whole-of-government effort to find ways to overcome the Texas measure. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi denounced the Supreme Court's refusal as a cowardly, dark-of-night decision to uphold a flagrantly flagrantly, uh, unconstitutional assault on women's right and health and promised new legal action. The Archbishop says the ban necessitates action and is trying to codify Roe v. Wade into federal law. Catholics ought not to be doing that. Calling them out, deception, as I said, is everywhere. I mean, it is. Our culture is rampant with it. It's also rampant with rebellion. Did you hear this morning? It's on the news a little bit. In Southern California, on the um, it was a freeway. I think it was 91 down there. We used to live in L.A., not this part of L.A. We lived in the northern part of the city. Uh, but uh, Freeway 91 it goes through Riverside, and one of those overpasses on the freeway there, people had hung flags with permission. There were 13 American flags and one Marine Corps flag that was displayed on the fence. I think they put it up like over the weekend or like Monday of this week. And uh, they were just hanging there for people to see, you know, bazillion people drive the freeways in Southern California, as you well know. And uh, so they see these flags and they were there to honor the 13 um, uh, soldiers and, and one Marine, I guess it was, and some others in other uh, in the Army that were killed in Afghanistan. 
uh, at the airport there, that the guy that blew up the bomb, you know, set off the bomb, the suicide bomber and all that. So this was honoring them. And they put these flags up there to honor them, a memorial. Some Yesterday, apparently, somebody went in there and just ripped those flags up but didn't rip them down. They didn't want them removed. They wanted them desecrated. So they ripped them into shreds. And these flags were just waving there, all shredded in the in the breeze. And, of course, people started seeing it. They started contacting the police and, and so on. And, and it was dealt with. The flags were taken down, of course. But they were desecrated. But I thought, man, I mean, there are people that angry and that rebellious in America. I mean, they hate so much that they're not even willing to let people put up a, a flag for service people, personnel, that were killed on duty so they can have a memorial for a couple of days over a freeway in California. I don't know. I'll tell you. It is all related somehow to this whole idea of rebellion, dishonesty. You can't separate these kinds of things. Last night on Fox News Channel on the Ingram Angle, Senator Tom Cotton from the Republican from Arkansas, he too served in the military. In fact, he served in Afghanistan, among other other places. He's a, I, I get the feeling, I, I mean, I don't know him, but I pay attention to him. I get the feeling he's a pretty devout Christian by what he says. And he's certainly a devout conservative and smart as a whip. I don't know if he's considering running for president or not, but he's somebody that would certainly interest me, among others, if he did. He's certainly a he's a good Republican, that's for sure, and a and a very good a very good uh, politician. And I'm glad I'm glad he's in the Senate. But anyway, Tom Cotton, he was talking to uh, to um, whomever was hosting the show. I didn't see it, but I was reading the the tra- transcript of it. And he said on the uh, on the Ingram angle last night. He said that Dr. Anthony Fauci has been saddling up his moral high horse and clucking his tongue at the behaviors of others when all along he's been lying, not just to Congress, but to the American people about his role in funding the very reckless, dangerous research at a Chinese communist laboratory that unleashed this pandemic on the world. Pretty strong words from a U.S. senator, but he knows what he's talking about. He said, you know, for 18 months, he's been saddling up his moral high horse and clucking his tongue at college kids who want to go celebrate a football game. But he said he himself has been deceiving the nation and the world. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that today. But there's no part of our life that has not been impacted by this pandemic. I mean, everything has changed. Everything as a result of this pandemic. City of Tucson. They've paused their mandate that ordered Tucson, Arizona, that ordered employees to get a COVID-19 vaccine or face five days of suspension and other disciplines, including losing their jobs. (laughs) Sounds a little bit like Washington State, doesn't it? And Oregon. Arizona's attorney general said yesterday that the mandate imposed last month was illegal because it violated an executive order that Governor Doug Ducey unveiled earlier this year. He's a Republican. In addition to a state law that is set to go into effect later this month, as Mark Burnovich, the attorney general, warned Tucson officials that unless the mandate was rescinded, he would proceed with directing the state treasurer to withhold the city's 
portion of state shared revenue. Oh, okay. Well, all of these deeply held beliefs that we have that, you know, life should forever be lived in a mask in a jar somewhere. Um, we'll put those aside if you're talking about money. I mean, that was essentially what they were saying. Uh, I, I read the uh, the entire article. I, they were talking about like $175 million. Uh, so that got their attention. And um, Tucson is not unlike a lot of other cities around the nation. And so it goes. I want to take a moment and thank you for your support of this ministry. I don't talk about this often. In fact, some days I don't even mention it. We will never get to the point where we spend a lot of time each day raising money so we can be on the next day or the next month, uh, as some do. I don't make any criticism of that. Everybody needs to do what they feel they should do in Christian broadcasting. But I just am not inclined to spend a lot of time raising money. Please don't mistake that to mean we don't need support. We do. We are solely supported by the contributions of our listening audience, people who believe in what we're doing. And you have been generous and stood with us. And I'm asking you to please continue to do so. And if you do not support this ministry, we need your support. We need it like now. So please step up and stand with us and thank you in advance. And to all of you who do, thank you so much. I can't tell you how deeply I appreciate you standing with me. We're doing what we're doing from my personal perspective for one reason. I believe God put it in my heart to do this at this point in my life, and we've done it, and you have responded. And here we are some years later now, several years, a number of years later since we started this. And uh, we'll continue as long as you'll stand with us and help support us and make it possible. I wouldn't be here without you. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. Or you can go to our website, faithandfreedom, A-N-D, faithandfreedom.us. Be sure it's .us, not .com. That's somebody else. .us. And you can contribute there. You'll see a tab. You'll see my name in Faith and Freedom. You'll see a tab. and It's easy. Even I can do it. So I know you can. So thank you in advance. 900 new pages of previously undisclosed information about, (laughs) here's truly Dr. Fauci, his NIH. It was obtained through a Freedom of Information Act, a FOIA, F-O-I-A as they call it. So beginning to turn on the light in regard to some of the things that have been going on in the darkness of secrecy. Nancy Pelosi talked about the darkness surrounding some of the legislation recently about, you know, saving unborn babies' lives. Well, the real darkness is more on the left. This molecular biologist at Rutgers University, after reviewing all of this material, 900 pages, just became available this week. He's accusing Dr. Fauci and the NIH director, this Francis Collins, of being untruthful. He's echoing what Senator Rand Paul, also a doctor, was saying last May and has said again more recently. It appears that our federal government has contributed funding to this controversial gain of function. I know you don't want to have a class in medical science, and I don't either because I couldn't teach it. But I've spent some time studying this. Let me just share with you. I mean, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds on this 
to where it's like, oh, well, you know. But let me just tell you a little bit about what's going on here. And trust me, we won't get too deep because I don't know that much about medical science. I'm not a doctor. But The Intercept, that's a publication, it's reporting that in these 900 new pages that have a, they obtained through this Freedom of Information Act lawsuit, it's a FOIA, as they call it, FOIA, it's becoming clear that this EcoHealth Alliance, that's kind of a subgroup that's kind of under the umbrella of Dr. Fauci's operation, this alliance used federal grant money to fund this very dangerous bat coronavirus research in Chinese labs. Now, that, that this conversation's been going on for quite a while, but every time Fauci just beats his fist on the electrum and says, no, I have never done that, and blah, 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 and I'll get to a couple quotes here in a minute. But now we're finding out that he's playing with words. And I'll show you how he is. Deception, with a capital D. What they say in this is the bat coronavirus grant provided to the EcoHealth Alliance from Fauci was about $3.1 million, including 500, they have all the paperwork on this, they have the backup, including $599,000 that the Wuhan Institute of Virology used to, in part, to identify and alter bat coronaviruses likely to infect humans. Even before the pandemic, many scientists were concerned and expressing concerns not only in China, and in America, but all over the world, about the potential dangers associated with what they were doing. That they were saying if this ever got into the public, it would be a worldwide pandemic. Well, here we are, <laughs> all trying to live under all these rules and masks and hiding places and all this stuff. It's because they were determined to keep going with this that other scientists were telling them not to do. So the grant proposal acknowledges some of those dangers. The field work involves the highest work risk of exposure to SARS or other COVIDs while working in caves with high, this high bat density overhead, these millions of bats in there. They were concerned, first of all, about the potential for this fecal dust to be inhaled, and these guys would leave these caves, these scientists, go out and have some kind of contact with the public, their own family and other people. Well, there's Richard Ebright. He's a molecular biologist at Rutgers University. He doesn't claim to be a conservative. But, boy, he's really speaking out about this. He reviewed all of those 900 pages, all the material, and he's saying that, quote, viruses that constructed were tested for their ability to infect mice that were engineered to display human-type receptors on their cells. So they made these kind of human-like mice to begin with, and then they introduced them to this kind of juiced up virus that we know as it's a coronavirus. We know it as COVID-19 now. It should be called Wuhan virus. Ebright concluded on his study, I mean, there was, he says a lot about it, but I'm giving you the, the short version. But he concluded by accusing Fauci and this NIH director, who, who is one of the divisions of Fauci's oper, operations, is Director Francis Collin, of being untruthful. The scientists, he said, they're not telling the truth. He said in their previous remarks on the matter, even under oath before a congressional committee, that's where Rand Paul really went off, Senator Rand Paul, because he too is a doctor. 
he said, you're not telling the truth. And Fauci got angry and he was yelling at him. And, you know, you probably saw the video. I talked about it on the program a while back. But he says the documents make it clear that assertions by the NIH director, Francis uh, Collins and Anthony Fauci, that the NIH did not support gain-of-function research or potential pandemic pathogen enhancement are untruthful. He said that's exactly what they were doing. Paul, Senator Paul, Rand Paul, he confronted Fauci about his untruthfulness long before these 900 pages came out, but these 900 pages just confirm what Senator Rand Paul had already figured out. At the time, Paul was asked if he believed Fauci perjures himself in the responses, and he said yes. He told the press, Rand Paul, he said yes, he's perjured himself. He said absolutely, he lied to the American people. There was gain-of-function research going on with this Dr. Xi at the Wuhan Institute. In her paper, Dr. Xi actually thanked Dr. Fauci and the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, which is part of the National Institutes of Health, that Dr. Fauci wrote, is thanking them for helping them do this that they deny having done. Paul went on to mention two scientists at the time. He said one from Rutgers is studying it. Well, that's this guy, this Ebride. Dr. Dr. Fauci has said under oath that he has not used federal taxpayers' money for that purpose. Well, why does he say that if he's actually doing it? Well, (laughs) I'll get to that. Here's what both the New York Post and the Wall Street Journal now are reporting extensively on this matter. And they did at the time. Even the New York Times, which is very, very leftist, they were talking about this and said, man, we we shouldn't be doing this. This is not right. This is, you know, potentially very dangerous and blah, blah, blah. Well, we all know that it is now. Fox reported yesterday that Senator Rand Paul says I was right about his legacy about his agency funding a novel coronavirus at Wuhan. As I said, Fauci really reacted. He said, I never lied at the time. He said, under oath, he said, I never lied before the Congress. I did not retract that statement. You know, you do not know what you're talking about, quite frankly, and I want to say that officially. Well, Paul did know what he was talking about, and it's becoming very, very clear now. Our world is filled with misinformation, deceitful masters, and all of this on the Internet and elsewhere. Professor and scientist Ebright tweeted this on Monday after he had made these statements over the weekend. He said, of these 900 pages, he said, the materials further reveal that the grants also supported the construction in Wuhan of novel chimeric MERS-related coronaviruses that combined spike genes from the MERS-related coronavirus with genetic information from another MERS-related coronavirus, which is gain of function. He is doing it, and now it's out there. I don't know where we'll go from here, but I will tell you this, that the reason he was saying that is because down the street a ways at the University of Wuhan, they have another laboratory, which is where they were really doing the gain of function, but it was being supported by the Wuhan lab that we hear about all the time. He was dancing around the words. Fauci was mincing the words. He was restructuring the words. He was making words appear to say something that doesn't. Just because something isn't a lie does not mean that it isn't deceptive. A liar knows that he's a liar, but one who speaks mere portions of truth in order to deceive is a craftsman of destruction. And that's exactly what we're seeing here. I'm not suggesting 
that Dr. Fauci is evil, I am suggesting, based on the evidence, that he's not telling America the truth. This is going to play out over the next few days, so keep an eye on it. We'll talk about it. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.